Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Hello, welcome to Success Power Tools. Today we are going to be speaking to Sibam Tongana. Siba is a food expert, a businesswoman, and a family woman. My name is Philip Rampisa. So this is a show where we speak to people that have been successful and that have made a difference to South Africa. And I'm truly honored to speak to you today. Welcome to the show. I hope you've Thank had you. a good day. Oh, I did actually. Um, I had a great day. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I know you don't need any introduction. For the benefit of our audience, can you please tell us who Siba is? Okay, Siba is Siba Shem Tongana, born and raised uh, in East London, M. Tanzane. I'm formerly known as the food queen, inverted commas, in South Africa and in Africa, and that's what many have referred to to me as. I have a degree in food and consumer sciences where I majored in food science and nutrition. So I am a person who chose food as a career path in a time where <laughs> uh, food was not a particularly a good choice um, at the time. In fact, it was seen as an inferior um, choice because our parents, at least at the time, did not know that there would be such opportunities in the food space. I'm blessed to have been the first in South Africa to have at least first woman of color to have a show, Seba's Table, that has aired in over uh, 135 countries across the globe. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it is in over 60 million homes in the USA alone. It's indicated in every continent. And all it is, is just me having taken a bold step to take a very unfamiliar route with food at the time. And I'm grateful to God that it has become such a great success. Wow. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> wow, Sarah. And I, I find that particularly interesting because you say you've chosen food when, you know, people were not aware of the importance of food or the food industry. And that must have been many years ago. So, and I wanted to ask you, when was the realization? Um, food has always been my first love. That besides God, God is my first love. <laughs> <laughs> then followed food. And, um, you know, it's always been there. I remember from a very young age, my mom had the most beautiful garden in our backyard, as most oh. uh, homes in the township at the time at least had. And my father tended the garden for her. So I remember this interaction between the, you know, the, the garden and the kitchen, but I was never allowed to cook at the time, but rather to observe until they felt that I was old enough to handle the knife. I was old enough not to injure myself in the kitchen. I remember when I had the opportunity to, to do it, you know, it was, it was a wobbly start. I remember when I first made breakfast for my, for my dad uh, on a Saturday um, evening. I was very young, I must have been maybe six or turning six that year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I burned things irrevocably and I still <laughs> served it with a very nervous face. And I remember my precious dad who ate it with such joy and said, wow, Janam, which means my daughter, <laughs> this is the best meal ever. I think we, we, we must be a cook. You must be our wow. chef going forward. You wow. know? And going back to the kitchen, my parents were very 
um, I mean, that would give me opportunities to cook. And they knew I was the resident chef at home. <laughs> I cooked for everybody. I used to make my own wow. spice mixtures, my own sauces. I just didn't wow. want, you know, to use the, 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 the norm of what we had, the usual tubed beef stock we had at the time. I'd make my own sauces and so on. And even wow. though they knew that that was my passion, that was my what I really loved doing, never in their minds did they think I would want to make this into a career and I understand why and it's because at the time there was no woman of color who was successful yeah. in the food industry that perhaps I could have modeled uh, and say mama I want to be like so and so you know and it meant that I had by taking that uh, that um, that path I would be the one that many people then model um, to as the person who led, you know, people specifically in Africa and South Africa, person of color who opened up the industry uh, and contributed to it, to what it is today that so many young black women uh, have now entered, you know, not just women, men, etc. So I'm proud of that, but it does come with a lot of pressure of having to continuously uh, break barriers in order to for others to see that the opportunities that are there are endless. Yeah, speaking of barriers, um, Siba, I have a lot of respect for you. And it's because there are a lot of people. And I remember when I was in university, we had some students that were studying engineering. Some, you know, would, would study uh, commerce. But we've always respected people that were studying food because we respected those people because we felt that they were following uh, their passion. And so many mm. people have a passion and it's not just food but people have passions about many things but it's rare that people can turn their passion into a successful business and not in just in terms of money into something that changes people's lives and inspire other people so what i'd like to know from you when was your breakthrough and did you meet any obstacles into becoming who you are now and how did you overcome those obstacles Okay, I've had a number of obstacles and breakthroughs, which I, I forever celebrate and I'm grateful for and thankful for uh, that, you know, I managed to break the barriers. One was when I decided that I wanted to do food as a career. My parents were besides themselves. When I wanted to do food as a career and they said no, you know, there was a moment of doubt there and that was a big challenge to overcome. Because at the end of the day, you know how it's yeah. like having come from a township and you just want to go study food. Food for yeah. what? Yeah, how true. is that going to secure your, your future? Are you going to be a mother one day? How are you going to take care of the kids, etc.? So my parents were very worried uh, in, in terms of that and which in turn made me worry and doubt if whether I was making the right decision. But I'm, I'm quite grateful that I've always been somebody who listens um, inwardly, in, intuitively. Yeah. And I think the beauty about it is that we were taught about you know, the principles of God and you know, God, the Holy Spirit, being able to speak to you or things like that from wow. coming from a Christian home. And I remember when I prayed about it, I, I just got so much peace that even though I'm going into a field that is not necessarily popular, etc. But I knew it was the right decision for me. But having to make my parents understand was a big challenge. And I remember mama said to me, this is a gap year. You know, let's let her do this because I think it's a gap year. You know, some kids want to go overseas and obey. This is one of those things that took us. She'll do law, she'll do uh, LL be etc because that's what they thought was best for me 
So that was my first challenge. My second challenge is that after university, I was the one of the top students in class. I got a bursary from the Department of Agriculture in my second year. I never applied for it. My teachers recommended me for it and I got it. And so I really had a great time at uni. It was really amazing. I really enjoyed my time. I was, you know, I was working. I had lots of jobs within university, but I knew that the money that my parents were sending me, which was 500 trends back then was a lot it was a lot so i knew that i needed to also do my part in order to help so after university i was without job for nine months and wow. that was one of the biggest barriers you know being a top student having a bursary that pays mm. your, your your accommodation gives you a stipend literally you being taken care of in that way simply because we are excelling in in terms of of uh, of academics and then to going to a space where you cannot find employment that was really frustrating for me and for a period of 9 months that was the case and fortunately i went back to my lecturers and i asked them um if they can please help with any kind of job if there's anybody from the industry who comes to them they must just um you know recommend me because you know i had confidence that they would recommend me because they had worked with me and luckily they had just been approached by drama magazine and drama magazine was the one who was looking for young a dynamic male <laughs> um who would take the magazine further but it so happened to be me which was great so that was the second obstacle or barrier and then there was another time when i was you not know, had hunted by food network as really you know i there was a sense of feeling oh am i up to the task mm. will i you know you know food network is such an international company will i be able to meet the standard i'm not trained for television i am you know I'm, I'm i'm a food scientist i'm a chef i'm a nutritionist that i can do with my eyes closed but having to explain things to people while i'm you know while i do it having to uh, have an entertainment element about me i didn't think i i you know th- those doubts crept in quite a lot at that time and i remember having to pray quite a lot so heavily at that time and having to tell myself that jonga that means look mm. <laughs> you've been chosen for this time there's no time to act small you know i talk to myself in some situations and i talk myself out of situations because honestly sometimes it's not just the task is too big at hand but it's sometimes how we view ourselves against the task and and it's you know it always seems impossible as nelson mandela would say until it's done and it was the case with seba's table and then the other challenge was having to choose to be an entrepreneur and work for myself rather than having to work for somebody i knew i needed to take the leap of faith and and move because in my heart of hearts i had i had many confirmations that that's the direction i needed to take but not having the comfort of having a salary medical aid etc was very very scary um at the time mm. and i had just gotten married and i was afraid that your my husband will be like yo this woman just got married to me and now she's just sitting at home like doing what you know but he understood my vision he was so supportive at the time and i went into business brian was the support structure and continues to be and that really allowed me to sometimes make mistakes knowing that at least there's a backing nothing will really fall if i may call it that you know a house will still be paid our you know 
things will still carry on nonetheless. And that was that in itself was a blessing for me. And I'm super grateful for that. So there's been even in business sometimes, I mean, COVID-19 has, um, and I am in the food business, there has been plans that we've been working on and all of that. So it has really brought such a great challenge um, um, to us as, as the food industry at large. But it also brings an opportunity to look at things with a different eye in order for us to uh, yet again, you know, bang, 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 and bash, 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 and yeah. break through to new avenues and areas where we did not necessarily think before before this challenge. Wow. I mean, I mean, after what you've shared with me, your inner voice, how it guided you through difficult times, how you came out of nine months of unemployment, how, oh. you, you know, I have so much faith in you. I mean, even after this COVID-19, uh, I'm sure you... <laughs> You do great. I'm so inspired by your story because I know so many people um, would be worried. I mean, so many young people go to school and they are unemployed for, uh, you know, some even a year. And yeah. when you are in that situation, it seems like you cannot pull out of it. And I mean, mm. with your story right now, I'm sure you've just inspired many of, of those people to just have faith, you know, and listen to the inner voice and just believe in what they are doing. I'm truly inspired. Siva, tell us about your book that you wrote in 2016 and now it's been four years since 2016 has it the impact that you wanted are you happy with it is there another coming yes okay let me tell you a story and i think maybe i'll go in a little bit deeper with the story with you because this is a platform where i feel i can speak about even you know the challenges that i've had now that book was uh, released in 2015 I worked on it on in 2015. Before I did the book, I had gone to a number of publishers and you know, nobody believed that the black market, if I may call it that, um, can consume books or buy books. And it was a very niche market. So when I said I wanted a cookbook, people looked around and there was no person of color or if there was it was one or two and maybe they'll look at the situations of how their book did and they didn't see any value in that and i knew that you know we have a market you know but the books that have been given to us were just not um given to us in the way in which can relate to us that was the beginning actually of my entrepreneurial venture i was pregnant actually at the time and very feisty to be honest and I thought, you know, oh, so so I'm very sweet, um, Philip, but I'm equally feisty. And when I sting, I sting like chili. <laughs> you don't mess with me, civilicious. Now, you know, when they said that, I was so upset, you know, and you know, and nobody was willing to invest, at least at the at the at the value in which I wanted them to invest. And if we were to do it, it was going to be you just making a name for yourself. And I, and you know, I thought. I already have a name. I have a show that is in over it was 128 countries at the time, you know. So what more do, do I need to prove? I need not to prove anything. I have a product that I think can sell and I need you to give me a fair price for it. So, and I, I can't, I, I can, it will sell, but it's such that from, you know, from your standpoint and your experience, you don't see it. But from my standpoint and my experience, I see it, you know, because yeah. I am the market. And if there was a book that was written in the way in which my book was written, I knew people would buy it and I would have bought it if I was just, you know, an, an ordinary consumer. 
So that was the venture of how I did. So I went on, I self-published the book. Now, if you come from publishing as I do, because I was a food editor for Drum Magazine for five years, you would know that it's a very costly exercise, especially when it comes to cookbooks, because you have to do food photography, you have to do food styling, you have to test recipes, create them, make sure that they work. So there's a lot of production that mm. comes with it. And there's a lot of investment that comes with it. And for me to have taken my money and my husband money <laughs> and you know believed in this baby so much i knew there'd be lots of returns and i spoke with a number of people and in fact in the period there was one guy who came to me and said he he, he appreciates my brand he would like to help me with this venture wow. and he would like to help me with distribution help me with this etc and then i then uh you know that sixth sense i just had a, like doubts you know those doubts where you're like hmm you know, you just doubt, but at the same time, you like, but you mustn't be foolish at the same time. You know, mm. there's, there's a certain level where you have to be skeptical of people, but you can't, you, without any risk, you can't go anywhere. So anyway, I published the book. Um, I, I had a very good relationship with Woolworths because I was their columnist for Taste Magazine at the time. And then they took the book. And within that period, I, I did a deal with a person of my own people black people my people they swindled me bandy swindlisha imali like the biggest amount of money ever you know they swindled me uh, my hard earned money it was the hardest thing ever you must remember at the time i was pregnant with my with my second born ulina manja so it was a very very hard time because of what happened but the book itself won awards. It won so many awards too in China in one of the biggest awards uh, we have in cookbooks in the country, the first of its kind. And behind the scenes, I was battling with having to fight these people who had in a way stolen my baby away from me and stolen my, my monies when it, when it came to that, who had promised to do this, but then they did, they did at the, at the exact opposite. And it was one, it was in 2016 actually. And it was 2016 in my, in my eyes, I count as one of the worst years of my life. <laughs> I'm only 35, but it is one of the worst years I could have ever gone through. And, and, and it was majorly because of having invested in such a beautiful project. It did exceptionally well. It was sold out completely within its first week. We just could not keep up, which is still the same even now. So um, long story short, I then decided that you know what? Um, I will fight them in court. So we were fighting, you know, we were fighting this battle in court behind the scenes. Now imagine the book is selling out. The book is winning awards. The world is cheering you on and they, they are celebrating you for having taken the stance and all of that. And in the background, here I am fighting for its survival and fighting for, for, the, for the very reasons why I wanted, which was a very sad story, but to God be the glory. And, you know, we won um, in the end, which was great. So it then gave me the opportunity to then redistribute and to just push as much as I could to such an extent. One of the things I did, in fact, not so long ago, I thought I'm going to give my table, welcome to my table, another chance, which is to a partner this time with a publisher, uh, with a publisher 
who has been wanting this book after it won <laughs> after it won awards for quite some time but i said no you know i it's my baby i i, I still insisted <laughs> that it's my baby so i thought let me just uh give it legs let me just just give it room for it to spread its wings and fly and i've done that which is great meaning now the book will be easily accessible in actual fact not only that but it it's also available online uh as an e book yeah i mean and i and i gain so much inspiration because you know sometimes i think we we don't see what happens behind the scenes i mean you you've done great work you've worked very hard and some people care about ever came and you know they just messed up what you you worked for and and sometimes you know we we don't see those things but again i mean your courage kept you going and and you were able to overcome that i mean i'm looking forward to 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 the book and personally i read <laughs> a lot of ebooks so if you say it's going to be a, available as an ebook it would be a great read again what an inspiring story and what an obstacle to overcome Um Siva tell me about cooking. You know I wonder. Nage I can't cook. I can probably boil an egg. <laughs> But um, after this you will be more inspired to cook. I mean you've already mentioned that you try a number of things to cook. But like when you are alone, do you think about recipes? Is it a trial and error in the kitchen? What what sort of characteristics would you say somebody that wants to be good in cooking what what sort of characteristics do you think that person should have Um well it it depends I'll, I'll, let me tell you about myself first I dream food I dream food you know I dream a recipe you know how writers would say they'll wake up in the in 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 early hours of the morning and they'll have an idea they'll have a pen and paper beside them and they'll write those recipes down you know i dream food i i see you know when i i, I create in my head first and then it goes into paper and then we and then i i test the recipe and it is sometimes trial and error but at the same time i've had such a long experience with food and testing recipes like i can look at a recipe and i know where the taste would be and what help it needs before i can actually test it that's you know experience in the kitchen and that's the beauty um about what what i do is that it's it's art in its sense it's just art but expressed differently um so that's me but you so i said it depends and the reason why i say it depends it depends on how far do you want to go with food do you want to cook just for you to cook a good meal for your wife your girlfriend your boyfriend your people or entertain at home or do you want to cook in order for you to serve people um etc now those are d- two different scenarios all together if you're going to cook for people you have to be trained because the food in which you give them has to be uh safe for them to eat otherwise you poison people so you have to understand the the basics and the and, and the and, and the dynamics of of food and safety and food and food in totality you know uh, so that is much deeper than just for you cooking with other people alternatively if you just want to like a braai want to host etc then that becomes a little bit easier because you don't have to worry about storing the food in the correct temperature before you reheat it again you just having friends coming over and so on now just say then experiment you know um watch siba's table watch siba on my social media platforms i 
I'm mainly on Instagram, you know, watch what I'm doing, watch what, I, what others are doing and learn from there. The best way to practice just as is with anything similarly to swimming, you can watch all you want, you know, in terms of <laughs> cooking. But until you get into the water and swim, similarly, until you get in the, in the kitchen and cook, that's the real experience. I, I think I'll leave it to the experts, Siva. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to deter you. But I mean, watch, 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 and then do it. No, but my but belief has always been that yes, each and every person needs to have at least one recipe that they get right. Just one. You know, one. Oh, man. I'm sure you can try, though. <laughs> Okay, by virtue of being a, a, a South African, I'm sure you can bry and make maybe a chakalaka or bump, you know, the, the, the yeah. basics. I, I, I don't know. See, well, let's create a, a scenario. So he has a, a 17-year-old or 18-year-old or a 25-year-old that would like to emulate your success and they want to become successful food experts just like you've you've become successful perhaps they are starting from scratch what would you advise them to do okay so i would say it depends on when they are in life for instance there's many um who have already taken a course within the food space or hospitality space so they're already practicing which i think it's kudos to them because that's a very great starting point and then there's some who maybe um, are not into the food space or not necessarily pursuing into a food space and what i would say is you know there's no better way than to to be knowledgeable about the subject in which you are going into you need to know your craft you know it's like being a it's like my mother actually is to say oh, I'm laughing at my own jokes sorry <laughs> that's why she was a teacher so you can understand the basis of her statements she used to say if Yena if she was in a hospital and there were two doctors um, who were about to operate her and they had to open her up mm-hmm. and by you know by luck or by you know by some revelation she then finds out what marks each one got <laughs> on their final exam at university and she finds out that both of them got less than 80 or 60 percent <laughs> or even 30 percent she will wake herself up dress and say I work hard. But she was so dramatic when she did that. Now that I'm older, I understand where she's coming from. So knowledge is power in that sense that you you are able to stand above the rest. And besides that, you know, it 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 means that you you really care about what you're doing. It's not just J, but you you really really care. And also you have to tune then the craft because there's knowledge, but when it's not applied, it becomes head knowledge. So I'd say start somewhere and, and maybe speak to people who are in business, who can help you because it's not just the cooking part. The cooking part can be easy if you are naturally talented for food, but it's the business part that is not um, easy. So you have to uh, understand both, especially if you want to go into business as I did. Wow. Multi-skilled business and cooking. Um, but yeah, I agree with that, Siva. You know, sometimes we forget that we need to be good on our craft and um, the whole culture of taking chances, Sinji. Uh, be right, Mama, I... if you've got 30%. I... 
yeka you know what it is now it can get yeah. somewhere for a period but then there comes a time where it just you know it will choke you and pe- people will be able to see through you so it just doesn't make you credible you know it doesn't make you a person whom people can really trust and for me that's important when i say xyz i say it because i i know i've studied about it and i continue to study so it comes from an informed place yeah to the audience that's listening seek to become good you know it's we're not discouraging you but we are saying seek to become good and to be an expert and work hard in your craft so that you don't you don't make mistakes so um Philip, not yeah? good great great excellent <laughs> yes. amazing yes. legendary yes. iconic yeah work it's, in your craft good is not enough one more mm. we want you know the the things that makes the pot to happen yeah i agree, I agree. want all that right to say that siba siba this is a success show so can you please tell us what success means to you success to me means different things depending on which eyes i i use ne from a spiritual perspective yeah. i really believe that we are called more than ourselves and there's a greater purpose than just us living this earth we have to impart um uh, something in others um somehow so i do believe if i'm able to do what i do have this interview and it touches someone to get into their destiny that for me is success in itself from a spiritual level because i have in essence ful- fulfilled part of what i'm called for in on, on on earth so tapping into my calling and not imitating other people doing what i'm called to do for me success and then the second part um success is 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 having to be able to have gone through the things i've gone through and still be defined and say there's more for me i've just had the top of the iceberg but not gotten to where i really need to be and still fight um and and still pave the way you know that is success having to be a person that people may use you as a model for their lives that in itself is success and also for my business um success is when i see my business thrive you know when i see that oh my goodness i've grown from just being myself to two people to now five to consultants we can do this we can do books we've been asked to call we were called by the presidency to come and a uh, culinary direct the inauguration um uh, for the president you know those things for me they speak success because it means that times where i don't i no longer have to advertise myself but my work is advertising me for by itself and therefore it there's there's a self sustenance within the job i don't have to I don't have to fight for you know my price this is what i charge or this is what i do i don't have to fight for it but people see the value in it that in itself is success and obviously the the monetary value especially in business i and lalike like money is money guys i've got kids <laughs> i've got a family to take care of i can't just come spend all my talent all my skills for just nothing it has to make financial sense and i think i am at a position where uh, fortunately in in terms of experience in terms of age i can i can ask for that you know and abantu bay understand people understand that so that is success that maturity and being able to be relentless and agile to pursue business that's success wow 
a hundred years from now, how would you like South Africa to remember Sibam Tongan? Yo, hundred years from now. All right, let me think. I would like to be remembered as the wel- the wealthiest female in Africa who stayed in Africa, like not umdu obeshala overseas and made money overseas, but who made money in the continent that people would would model against such. I want when people, not sure if whether it will be Google, also I'll say when people search <laughs> my name in archives, they will see somebody that they will still want to model to. They will see somebody whose life really meant something, not only to themselves, but who brought such greatness in the, in the continent of Africa and was a person who helped many. And by saying helped many, I've got dreams and aspirations, Philip, that one day, you know, God willing, and I know he is, he, I will build schools, I will build libraries, I will build, you know, those things. That's my burning desire. That's why, you know, I work hard because I not I do not only want to to succeed for myself, but I do I've got uh, 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 other things and another thing that I'd like to 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 leave as my own legacy um, for the continent and other developing countries. So my dreams are that big, you know, they 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 go beyond food. I want to make a lasting legacy and God willing, which I know he is, it will happen. And now here is a pearl of wisdom from our guest today. My biggest motto in life is do your best and God will do the rest. (laughs) So my thing is I do my best. I do my absolute best, the very best I can ever do. And then God will do the rest by opening doors and opportunities that are far bigger than I would ever have opened on my, on my own. So that's what I leave you with. Do your best. Thank you so much, Siva, for joining our show. I'm sure that people listening to this will be inspired. Thank you so much for your humility. Um, cool. We look forward to people feeling fulfilled and, you know, inspired from this show. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Take care. There you have it. Be resilient. Sick to become great, remain inspired, move all mountains and obstacles standing in the way of your success, and do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams. Thank you for joining us. To consult, reach us, or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.